Welcome to Meet Me on the Front Porch, a Meadow Rise production podcast about faith, family, fun, and friendship. This week in Porch Chatter, we'll relive our spring break activities and we'll review the movie Fences with Denzel Washington. And in Sink Our Rockers, we'll pick up on episodes 10, 11, and 12 of the second season of Gilmore Girls. So grab a hot mug of tea or a cup of hot coffee and meet, meet me on, on the front, front porch. porch. Hi, Trisha. Hey, Paula. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. We're back from break. We are. One of us tan, one of us not. <laughs> I'm tan. You are, and I am so not. <laughs> so tell them where you went. We went to Phoenix, Arizona uh-huh. from Michigan. Yeah. My folks have a place out there on mm-hmm. the west side of Phoenix in a little town called Surprise mm-hmm. at an RV park. Yeah. So we went to visit and stayed in their neighbor's trailer. They were so nice and they let us borrow their trailer. Nice. Yeah. So you had your usually own space? We have, yeah, we usually have to rent something. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice of them. Did a little hiking. We went up to Sedona mm-hmm. or Sedonia as Alex calls it. <laughs> like mom there's a kia sedonia <laughs> like, be sedona named That's after cute. the city of the same name yeah <laughs> we went up for a day trip to sedona which is red rock country mm-hmm. so the hiking up there is just Pretty. amazing mm-hmm. oh it's so beautiful it, mm-hmm. the landscape is so different than it is here but it's so beautiful in mm-hmm. its own way right it's desert and yeah. um so when you see a tree there, it's yeah, just it's like, whoa. Yeah, the green is just gorgeous because yeah. you don't see a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. Or like driving up to Sedona, you'll see cactus for the first probably 10, 15 miles. And then as you climb higher up into the mountains, yeah. you start seeing trees. Yeah, and you're like, and then on the way home, it's yeah. the opposite, you know? So you see trees, trees, trees. Oh my gosh, we're back with the cactus yeah. again. So it's just, it's beautiful landscape out there. And mm-hmm. I, I love Arizona. There's yeah. so much to explore and yeah. we had a great time. You also did some pool sitting. I did a lot of pool sitting. <laughs> Every day I tried to get to yeah. the pool uh-huh. and just sit for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was telling somebody yesterday that it was really the first time, probably in those two years, that I have gotten to vacation mode, uh-huh. you know, where you don't have anything to do. You let your brain slow down enough to mm-hmm. just do nothing, you know, and we need that every now and then. I don't know about you, but I need I, it. Yeah, every now I don't and know then. that the last week vacation I've ever been on was my honeymoon <laughs> and I've been married almost 18 years. Right. So no, we have never taken our kids anywhere other than to Ohio to visit my family because we try to get our vacations synced up so that we can visit family you're quite a ways away from your family yeah so. they live in ohio and we live in michigan so mm-hmm. we've got a good six seven hour trip to see anybody we tend to forego th- vacations for visitations i think people that live far away from family tend to do that mm-hmm. you know you, you use your vacations to go back home yeah so we went to ohio and it sleeted and snowed and rained the entire time we were there so we spent all of our time inside playing euchre and rummy cube and gin <laughs> watching movies and stuff like that that's so fun though it was fun but there was no outside time yeah the very last day we were there was palm sunday and it was gorgeous that day but guess what you get up you go to church then then we come home well we came home and ate lunch 
and we hung out just for a little bit after lunch and they finally you know went outside and played for a little bit <laughs> and then we got in the car and drove home with so you spend the nicest day the, driving yes yeah well it was on the way down that was when it was like sleeting and snowing and we were trying to get our 16 year old to have all of her hours done so that she can take her road test and get her license on the way down there was no way we would let her have done it because it was awful the whole oh way down God. we were in basically a storm that just basically followed us and it would veer off for a minute and then it would be right back so then the nice day on the way home she got to drive most of the way home so that she could catch up on all those hours so now she is ready to take that road test and she's got to do a little bit of parallel parking practice and once she has that down then we can schedule her test and then we will finally have a third driver in the family Yay. which is great but that means we need a third car because <laughs> she goes to school 25 minutes from where we live so we need her to be able to get herself there and us to stop having to drive her all the way up there so i can see we're in sports seasons that's going to make a huge <sighs> difference to you guys when she can help out with some of the running springtime tends to be really really crazy for mm -hmm. us because we have four children and they are all on different soccer teams our daughters in high school our younger daughter is in junior high and then each son is on a different ymca team so they all have different practice schedules different game schedules and so we kind of just wave at each other as we right. you know pull in or pull out with whichever children we're in charge of for that day and greg's been traveling a lot a lot the last couple of weeks he's traveled three out of the last four weeks which is that's unusual yes so today is one of those days where I have three that have practice at various times tonight and one that has a game right smack dab in the middle of all the practices. So Right. And when they say they're going to travel, it's like, okay, well, yeah, that's go fine. It. You yeah. know, and then you think, oh, I have to do all the pickups yep. and all the driving. Yep. <laughs> well, my tag team member is leaving for a week. So yes, busy spring, but we are as healthy as we have been the entire Very year. Yeah. We are back to walking. We have managed a couple of multiple mile walks in the last few weeks you know the sun is now shining so we can walk outside we're not stuck at the gym all the time i am very happy about that yes that makes a we huge did go difference to the gym this morning and it was oh, so stuffy and all i could think of is like i want to be outside mm -hmm. <laughs> and we've been very busy with our furniture business yes we have been <laughs> we've been so busy <laughs> right before break we finished we talked about a project that we finished that was a custom order yes which was a coffee table and a side table mm -hmm. they were painted in two different finishes mm -hmm. that was so much fun to mm -hmm. work on but we were pushing it because we wanted to get it done before i left yes and so we did mm -hmm. and it was great fun and just a really neat piece to work on well and, and it kind of evolved because we thought we had in our minds what we were going to do which is unusual for a custom order to evolve right because typically people have a pretty narrow idea of what yeah they, i mean yeah. they know what they want mm -hmm. and for her she gave us a little bit of latitude i she thought she gave us some latitude and we talked to her every step of the way we did anytime we, we thought something might work yeah. a little bit better and mm -hmm. sent her pictures yeah. but there was one major step that was not discussed ahead of time mm -hmm. which is aging of details in the wood we always thought it would look nice but it wasn't really what we had talked about with her but the more we did the piece we thought you're not going to see these no these beautiful it, details yeah. unless we do something to them because if we kept them all cream they just blend together and so we started can't talking see it when it's all one color we talked about maybe distressing them but then you're still only going to see here and there and so we started talking and the idea came up to rub a darker paint over it and then wipe most of it off 
so that mm-hmm. some of it stays in those details. And so we started and did like a little corner and then sent it to her. And I think we did one side of the table. Right. The, the end side or something. Yeah. And then we showed her. There was another side that was exactly like it mm-hmm. in the cream paint. Yep. And we showed her both of the pictures. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I love that. Yeah. That looks, and it really did. It looked great with the piece. Oh, it did. That one came really close to vying for our favorite with the uh, farmhouse it's table. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. It was so pretty. And then she sent us a picture of it in her space when she got right. it done and put this glowing review on our Facebook page. It was just so sweet. So yeah. that's I, my friend Carrie Stelma. So yeah. She was very nice and just very flexible mm-hmm. and fun to work with. Yeah. Appreciative. It was yeah. really yeah, it was fun. fun. So that was a big project to get mm-hmm. done before break. But then since break, I mean even over break, yeah. we were selling I things. sold something over break. You sold a couple of things over break and so we And got how back. do you do that? I mean, you know, people are gonna say, How are they selling things when she's yeah. in Arizona? Mm-hmm. Well and Trisha wasn't working. You were maybe doing a couple things at home, but you weren't here working. No, I was not here on site, no. So most of our sales are done on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so things can be listed Mm -hmm. while we're not in town. And And we just had to schedule pickups for later on when we got back. So I kind of put off bumping Mm -hmm. a few things, which is kind of bringing them back up to the top of the sale area. Mm -hmm. I put that off until I was getting closer to coming back. Mm -hmm. Or closer to when I was home, so because I could run out and do it for you. Yes, exactly. Because I came home two days before you. You did, did. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you did put a few things out. Oh my word! With the teenager upstairs. I was gonna say the fourteen-year-old elephant that's right above <laughs> us. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know if you can hear that on the microphone, but he it sounds so like loud. sounds like a herd of yeah. elephants. And he's just this skinny fourteen-year-old boy, but he lands like a man. I'm telling you. <laughs> thump 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 thump. We always call him Kramer because all of a sudden he just kind of appears, appears in the room and he kind of slides in and he's very dramatic in his entrances <laughs> yes if he ever says hey jerry we're gonna be like whoa <laughs> yeah so there's been quite a few signs selling and one one thing kind of hits then you can sell usually two or three of them yeah. so <laughs> you get two or three people interested and the first one takes it then the next one's in line you can kind of say well hey i, I can, can make, make the, another one of those i can yeah. make you that and they're oh well great and we just kind of capitalize on that first sale yeah so paula is excellent as the um the mcdonald's motto which is would you like fries with that you know <laughs> she'll sell something to be like are you sure you don't want another one or do you want something that matches it the next thing you know she's sold two or that three that's been steadily busy mm-hmm. and we've been getting back into the swing of things with that yeah we're looking forward to a little bit higher temperature so we can do some bigger pieces out in the barn because the workroom is tiny and crowded yeah. and we've been there for several months now so. yeah we sold a few things off out of the barn though just to we did just to make some more space mm-hmm. and because the signs are so popular right now yeah. we probably don't need as much big furniture Mm-mm. and we've been given a lot of furniture yeah we've got like three pickups that we need to schedule here in the next few weeks just like family members of and friends have given us stuff. hey i've got this <laughs> antique antique drop leaf table yeah or an antique dresser that used to be your grandmother's your great your great grandmother's oh all right we just yeah. pulled out a couple tables that we're thinking don't really fit our style or whatever mm-hmm. and then uh making room for the stuff that fits our style yeah we'll let somebody more. else do the work on that and they can enjoy they can it make the money yeah, yeah. or yeah. enjoy it in their home mm-hmm. so we also before we went on vacation saw a movie we did we saw Fences with Denzel Washington. Yes, we did. And do you know what it was rated? 
We're such good reviewers. PG-13, I think. It's set in... 19... 1950s, I think. 50s and 60s is yeah, when it was Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay, so it was set in the 19... Late 50s, late 50s early 60s, 60s, I think. Something like that. Mm-hmm. The story of a family living in a city in a townhome. Or a row home. I would yeah. call it a row house, basically. Yeah. The ones that are just... You can go to any city anywhere. You know, they're big houses, but they're set really close together. It used to be the nice part of town, and now it's the bad part of town, typically. And before the full movement of the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah, it was just picking up whenever, that's right, whenever because we were the, watching that. Toward the end, the, the kid was going off to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so reviewing this movie. This was a very strange movie. Well, first of all, we can automatically start off and say Denzel Washington and Viola Davis were amazing. Absolutely. The acting was incredible. The subject matter and the personalities of the characters they were portraying were very difficult to identify with. And Denzel Washington was not a likable character no. in this movie. He was very intense, slightly paranoid, had a huge chip on his shoulder. He was always right. You couldn't argue him out of anything. And carried the chip on his shoulder to his children. Yes. I mean, wouldn't allow his children to succeed because of the chip on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Allowed his own biases to then ruin opportunities. They do a lot of it. Like you said, it was very much like watching a play. And it was just very conversational. They're just sitting in their backyard drinking after Friday, you know, whenever they got paid or whatever. And... He and his neighbor and his wife are just sitting there all just telling stories and whatever and laughing and getting more and more whatever. And there's a lot of it that took place in that backyard. where he I was... thought it was very scripted, but it was all dialogue. There yeah. was no like action shots or anything. Not an action shot. There mm-hmm. wasn't a pan of a uh-uh. beautiful anything. Mm-mm. There wasn't a pan of the city. It was all dialogue the oh. entire thing. And my brain got kind of tired of mm-hmm. hearing dialogue after a while. Yeah. And like you say, it was more like a play, the way that it was filmed mm-hmm. was more like a play because they would be in the same scene for, for a long many time. minutes. Mm-hmm. And I actually think I could have enjoyed it more as a play mm-hmm. because I don't know that it translated well mm-hmm. to the screen. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole thing is like he's, you know, the title is Fences and he's the whole movie there. You're watching him build this fence in his backyard. The symbolism was also very obvious. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. just... (laughs) Well, and... Every, like, shot over their shoulder, there'd be, like, a fence coming across. Yes. You know, anywhere they were standing in the backyard, Uh you could see the fence. Okay, we get it. But it wasn't... fences. Mm -hmm. And one of the lines that you really liked said something about, you know, some people build fences to keep others out. Other people build fences to keep people in. Right. And it was Denzel's wife that wanted the fence built. And his buddy said, you know, maybe she's trying to keep you and your teenage son here. She doesn't want to lose you. Mm. Which I thought, you know, later on, you see a little bit more of the movie and you go, oh, foreshadowing. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because after 18 years of marriage, he steps out, creates a new family. Has another child. Yes. Yeah. So the poor wife who... You know, in this day and age, she'd been like, done, gone. Oh, yeah. She has her emotional breakdown, and 
lets it go and says, I'm your wife. I'm going to stay. I've given you everything. I'll keep giving you everything. And even though he was still seeing the other woman, he was still allowing him to live in the house and True. all that yeah. stuff. And then once the child came, the other woman passed away. He brings that baby home to his wife and says, will you help me raise this child? And she's like, all right, this child now has a mother, but you are a womanless man. And mm -hmm. she walks away. And so that's basically the end of their... So she chooses to stay, but... With conditions. But so she decides that the, ch the child is innocent. She had nothing to do mm -hmm. with any of it. And, and so, she does. She and raises she raises child. that child as her own. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship between the father and the son was very difficult. The relationship between... Well, the dad made it difficult because he wouldn't let him play the sport that he loved. Because the sport that he had loved didn't allow him Treat to play him well. yeah. yeah he was all bummed because he hadn't gotten sent up to the majors at the age of like 42 whenever he came out of prison and he was not a likable man no <laughs> i mean he knew how to talk and that's i mean he would talk 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 mm -hmm. but it was about his you it, know beliefs you could almost i could see the mental illness maybe so maybe somebody else who doesn't have that background maybe not might not be able to see it but I have a family member who's previously passed, but oh, yes. I grew up with an uncle who was paranoid schizophrenic and struggled his entire adult life with mental issues. And watching some of Denzel's scenes where he's talking to the demons or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. I mean, I saw my uncle talk to people in the past or argue with the forces or the voices or whatever. And so there was a few scenes where he just got really frenetic and really, you know, looking around him and, and, and yelling at the demons or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was because that's what I witnessed as a child and all the way up through my teen years and even into my 20s. He didn't die until I was in my mid-30s. So mm -hmm. I saw this my entire life. And so the Denzel character definitely, to me, not only did he have a chip on his shoulder, but he was mentally ill. It's yeah. a good point. I think you're right. When you put all the pieces together, there mm -hmm. had to be more going on there. Mm -hmm. The only reason she stayed was because it was the time and it was expected or right. whether she honestly didn't think she could do anything else. She couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah, the time period was probably, you know, that's probably what people did back then. Mm -hmm. You just sucked you it up and dealt, and mm -hmm. dealt with the problem. You know, you're watching through this and he kept saying what a good woman she was and how she saved him from himself, yet she wasn't good enough for him to not seek somebody else it i would say for people that enjoy a little bit more of a thought-provoking movie mm -hmm. that it was a good movie i i mean i enjoy that i i didn't like the stage quality of it mm -hmm. because f for me mixing those genres doesn't work but somebody else might not mind that mm -hmm. i just think when you have all that dialogue that comes across better on stage because yeah. you've got nothing else to look at when you're looking at characters on a stage. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, you're not expecting scenery or, you know, other characters. I mean, there were probably five characters in this movie mm -hmm. or six and that was it. And all the scenes seem so long because they'd stay in the they'd same. Go back and forth in dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Yes. and Backyard, kitchen, backyard, kitchen, backyard. Yeah, it all really dining took room. place it mostly was... at this house. Mm -hmm. There were... There were a couple scenes where 
At his job. At his job and then in a bar. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think most of it was at the house. So, you know, if somebody went to visit the baby or whatever, they would talk about it, but then they wouldn't show you going to visit the baby. Yeah. (laughs) So it was very strange. To me, it was very stage-like. It was much like seeing a play, but I'd rather see a play. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think I would enjoy this actual play more than I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. But it's, yeah. And like I said, he handled the character beautifully. He's wonderful. I would watch Denzel do anything. Yes. He is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And, and Viola Davis. And he directed well. this movie mm-hmm. as yes, well. Yes, he did. The subtleties that she would she show. And then amazing. whenever she went really nuts on him, she went nuts on him. Have and you seen her in other things? She was in The Help. One of the I don't main. Know what that is. You've never seen The Help? I don't think so. Oh, dear. Well, I guess we're going to have to go to the Red Box and find The Help for Paula to watch. Yep. It's about maids down south, the ones who took care of babies and what they did and, you know, what their mm-hmm. lives looked like when they were raising the kids and the white folk were off at the, the clubs or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's a book. My girls actually okay. read the book. And the, the girl that was in the um, Hidden Figures, the head, the one that wanted to be supervisor. Yeah. She was also in The Help. Okay. Seeing both of those women in, you know, new things this yeah. past couple months was really cool. Well, we've sort of been on the pre-civil rights train, <laughs> you know, with a couple of movies uh-huh. that we've seen recently. Yeah, Loving and then Hidden Figures and then this one. Passes. Yeah, it's, they've all sort of been exactly in that same time period uh-huh. and a very interesting time period at that. Yeah. I would say I, I, don't know I that probably I would... won't go see it again. No. If mm-hmm. if the play were here, mm-hmm. you know, and there was somebody interesting in it, I may go see it. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I mean, the subject matter wasn't so moving to me this that I the, would want to go see it again. It was a very interesting movie. It was not a feel-good movie like no. Hidden Figures. Like, I left Hidden Figures going, yeah, that was awesome that they were there. They were at NASA or whatever. And it was all based on true stories, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a, a movie that I would watch again and again because mm-hmm. I'm sure there were things that I missed. I was impressed by everybody in that and one. And Kevin Costner. Well, exactly. All of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear Kevin Costner. <laughs> but this one, even though the acting was superb, I don't know that I would want to be intensely wrenched over and over again by watching it. Yeah. I, and it's wrenched in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, just... It didn't, of people hurting each other. You yeah. know, it wasn't being wrenched because circumstances are no. hurting you. Outside circumstances, it's them hurting each other. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, that was tough. It was hard. So, decent movie. Really good to see Denzel. Mm-hmm. He did a great job directing it as mm-hmm. well. Probably not my favorite. Mm-mm. No. So. I don't know what would if it would be a pick. It's not a pan. We need, like, a middle. <laughs> we need a middle-of-the-line thing there. It was a... Eh, if you see it on Netflix, go ahead. But yeah, don't exactly. Seek it out and spend money. But on I it. wouldn't spend money on it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that is Fences with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Today on the show, Gilmore. We're going to talk about Gilmore Girls' yeah. second season, which is ramping up to be one of my favorite seasons. Yeah, there's because some good episodes. In I just two. love the characters right now. Mm-hmm. Paris is my absolute favorite. <laughs> She's had some really good lines in oh these three. Oh, my word. We can watch three episodes and she can have one scene. And that's all I remember out of the three uh-huh. episodes. That girl Because is she talented. crams like 300 words into 10 seconds. And then they give her like 40 seconds to talk. So you're like. And her like- expressions. <laughs> she is so good. Yeah. I, she's deadpan and uh-huh. seriously saying these ridiculous things. Well, and her body can be like she can be talking with her hands and like flailing her hands. But her face never moves. And it's just like there's this dichotomy 
where you can see all the pent-up energy, but she would never let it show on her face. Right. <laughs> and Emily and Lorelai have a lot of sort of back-and-forth difficulties going on right now. Mm. So that's kind of fun mm -hmm. to watch, too, because those two actresses are just and amazing. Rory and Rory and Lane have a little bit of a yeah, bump in the road, they which do. is... That's very unusual mm -hmm. for them. Second season of Gilmore Girls, episodes 10, 11, and 12. Yes. So on to sync our records. Awesome. Here we are with episode 10 of Gilmore Girls. Season, season two. two. Yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. The Bracebridge Dinner. <laughs> Which is such an odd title until you get like halfway through and figure out what the heck's going on. Must be a special dinner that they're mm -hmm. putting on, which it is. Yes. Although it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, because it sounded like a very Hartford last name. So I right. thought it was going to be some upper crust kind of thing. I thought it would be a Richard and Emily thing as yeah. well. They surprised us. Yes, they, they did. They start off with in Snowman Building Contest, though. <laughs> yes, in Star Solo. And Lorelai and Rory are trying to be competitive in this area. And failing miserably. <laughs> Rory's like, Mom, we should just give it up. And she's like, no, no, no. They brought in a ringer. We're actually from Stars Hollow. <laughs> they commented that their snowman looked like an alien. <laughs> kind of did. And then its head fell off. And then we jump to the Independence Inn. And we find out that Rune, good old Rune. Cousin Rune. <laughs> is working there. Jackson's cousin Rune, uh -huh. who had gone on a date with Lorelai a while back. Yeah, first and, season. Yeah, he's popping up again. Mm -hmm. And Michelle is just busting on him giving him a hard time and i think if i met rune i'd probably give him a hard time too so <laughs> he's a little bit of an odd duck i'd probably mess with him too <laughs> and suki and jackson are talking produce in the kitchen you know Nothing new there. that's just what they do <laughs> and they're talking about a dinner that they're hosting at the independence inn and lorelei and suki kind of tell jackson oh by the way you're playing squire bracebridge i think the beard and he was mm -hmm. a rather large man. Right. You know, he's tall and mm -hmm. kind of hefty a little bit. Yeah. So they probably figured he could <laughs> be he a could look the part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently they're hosting a dinner for a group that's coming in from out of town. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be kind of a period thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Old English and yes. whatnot. So we used to do that in college, magical dinners. Mm -hmm. Then Lorelai hears from Christopher. Yes. He wants Rory to come for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Come to stay at his house. And Lorelai's not used Sherry. to sharing no. Rory at yeah. the holidays. So this is not going to be an easy thing for her. No. no. And I don't think she has trouble necessarily if it was just Christopher, but with Sherry in the picture, there's another woman that's going to be influencing her daughter. And I think that might be even another layer to her reticence. And then we jump to Friday night dinner. And it's kind of quiet. Everybody's just sitting there, clinking, eating. And Lorelai's trying to get something going. And she's asked, so where are you going this year? And On vacation. Because yeah. when Rory had her coming out party, Richard had been acting strangely. Yes, things were not going well at work. And he was kind of taking He's it out. He's very stressed. On Emily. And Emily was baffled because he wouldn't actually talk to her. So that's what's continuing at this dinner. Yes. There's a lot of silence. There's a lot of tension. And mm -hmm. he seems distracted. Emily still seems angry. And Lorelai's, yeah. you know, trying to get the conversation yeah. going. Where, where are you guys going for vacation? She says, Emily's like, we're not going anywhere. And Richard just kind of lets the whole conversation go kind of past without him even really yeah, he stepping into it very really much. No, paying attention. Then at the end, they're trying to teach, teach the servers how to serve in the old English manner. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Try to stay in character uh-huh. and say things the proper way and that's everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, yeah. Trying to do that with anybody and keep a straight face is not going to go over well. So, but then the group that is coming. hiring them mm-hmm. that's coming finds out that they're snowed in in Chicago and they can't come. They can't come. So then what happens? Well, Suki's a little upset because, hello, they've been preparing yeah. for like days and She's days. food She's all over food the place. all over the place. They have all the costumes. They have all the training's been going on. So she's just irritated and they're trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do. Well, they come up with the idea <laughs> that they're going to invite their friends to the end. Yeah, Roy, I think it's Roy that says, why don't we just invite She wants the to town? invite Grandma and Grandpa for sure. Yes. Because she's worried about Richard mm-hmm. and... Emily, too, but mostly worried about Richard. Yeah. So during that conversation, they decide that they're going yeah, to open it up. and Yeah, Kim and or Mrs. Kim and Lane, and they're going to invite Luke's coming. Jess has been invited. Dean and his little sister. Like, they just they invite lots of the town folk and yeah. everything. It's kind of fun because even Miss Patty, Babette, yep, her Babette husband. Babette and are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great because all of the stars hollow characters are at one table. in one room at one table and you don't get that very often no that's... except at a town meeting yes but then they're not like looking at each other talking to each other they're all yelling at taylor that's true so typically they're on the same side and he's up there being you know stupid right well this time they're actually you know they're sitting across from each other breaking bread and right it's a little bit different to watch the dynamic there they have these scenes where everyone's coming in babette and maury mm-hmm. come in and then lane and her mom come in mm-hmm. paris shows up because she has some idea that rory needs to participate in writing some double issue that yeah, they're for the franklin that she's trying to get mm-hmm. out but they're on vacation yeah, but she wants her breaking. She wants her working over break so that over they can break. get right back to it whenever they come back. Right. So, so she shows up with some information for Rory that mm-hmm. she needs to drop off, and and she's like, you know, I'm busy tonight. I'm mm-hmm. helping with this yeah. um, dinner party that my mom's putting on. And she's like, Do you want to stay? You know, if you're not doing anything. And Paris is like, Well, I'm just reading the Iliad for the third time. <laughs> And then she gives a list of where her parents are, and that she'd have to, you know, talk to Nanny or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I she mean, ends up. Staying. She basically has nobody in her life that no. cares where she is no. or Mm-mm. what she's doing. Mm-mm. So she decides to stay for dinner. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Suki is preparing in the kitchen. Yeah. And the Gilmores. All of a sudden, Richard is surprisingly cheery. Yeah, when they he show up, up, and he's like jovial almost. And Lorelai asks him if he grabbed the wrong prescription bottle. Because, <laughs> yeah, because he's so very different yeah, than he has Yeah, he has been. not been acting this way recently, so she definitely sees the difference. And then Jess shows up, and Dean kind of sees him out of the corner of his eye, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's always, not going to be good. Yeah, that's always like, you know, throwing gasoline on a fire. So. And as soon as they lined up for the horse-drawn carriage rides, I knew... When Dean went off with his sister, oh, that yeah. somehow Rory's going to end up in a carriage yep. with Jess. Mm-hmm. Even if she enough. didn't plan to. Yeah, he just jumps in after she's already started. To be fair, she mm-hmm. also has not told him to leave her alone, basically. No, you know, but she's she... tried to defend Dean several times and he hasn't gotten the hint. Right. He doesn't want the hint. He's like, oh, I just don't think he's the guy for you or I don't think he's pr- appropriate for you. And it's, oh, okay, we yeah. got it. You don't like Jess. I, nah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but Luke and Lorelai end up in the same yeah. carriage and that's fun. Yes. She's already out there, isn't she? And she tells him to get in. He's just like standing there like he's going to wait for another carriage. He's crotchety, as Luke usually is Mm -hmm. at first. And then they kind of start talking about having Jess there Mm -hmm. and what that's meant. Mm -hmm. You know, how that's changed how Luke does business as far as his life is concerned. Right. It ends up being a good 
good a good conversation yeah. yeah for them and richard and emily are teasing and he was trying to tell her that they need to go on a roller coaster and they need to be more adventurous and she's looking at him like he's grown another head like what are you talking what about going on with him? yeah why why is why the big change and so she's still confused but now she's just more pleasant about it because at least he's not being a jerk all the time and then one of my favorite scenes is the actual dinner yeah, that's a great scene. <laughs> Lorelai's being the hostess mm-hmm. and Jackson and Rune come out in their outfits mm-hmm. and they're trying to talk in old English style, but Rune keeps slipping back into his Bronx. I don't know. Brooklyn, New York accent. Yeah, he's, he's definitely got an accent that does not go with old English. <laughs> it's great the way. I mean, as an actor, if you truly don't have a New York accent, that that's quite a trick yeah, to really. do two accents at once. Mm-hmm. So, And then... There's little things that are going on while they're they're waiting. Well, they get the soup. You know, that's the first course. Okay, now yeah. here's the thing about this scene, though. Jess and Luke are looking at the food like it came from the trash can or something. I mean, Suki made the food. Yeah. Why are they looking at it like, what is that white thing? And what is the green <laughs> thing? And it was the weirdest scene. Yeah, dude, you own a diner. You're the one that's always telling people to be healthy. It's butternut squash soup. It was weird. Yeah, it was odd. And then Mrs. Kim leans over to Lane and says, how come no one says grace? And she said, oh, Mama, they did. They just did it silently in their head. And then she says to Babette, did you just say grace silently in your head? <laughs> and Mrs. Kim glares her down and she's like, freaks out and they like nudges Maury and they bow start, your head. <laughs> they take, they, they start take praying. Grace. Oh, my gosh. That was great. <laughs> then... Lorelai comes by to say something to Paris. Just glad that you stayed. How are you doing? doing? Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for inviting me and things like that. And then Paris, God love her, (laughs) starts to point out the discrepancies in the period. Uh So she's like, yeah, your server shouldn't have a fossil watch on and uh, they shouldn't be wearing polyester weave shirts because this is supposed to be farther back and that wasn't um, developed until... Uh, the 1920s at DuPont. She yeah. had, she knew where everything came from yeah. and Lorelai's like, She's like, oh, okay. and in this time period, there wouldn't be re- re- recessed lighting. like Or ice sh- in the glasses. Right, cubed ice. There cubed wouldn't be ice. cubed ice in the glasses. At that, uh, yeah, it was so funny. It was great. Yeah. Then Richard kind of slips up while they're having dinner. Well, he he's being jovial. He's telling stories. Everybody's laughing at him. He's talking about how insurance people are kind of dull. And, and all of a sudden he says he's glad to be rid of them. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And he, Emily is like, what, what do you, you mean rid about? of them? He has retired and he didn't tell her. Retired, like not going back to work. Yeah, done. <laughs> we see Rory and Lorelai are in a room at the inn. Rory asks her mother if she's heard from Christopher. And Lorelai's like, yes, by some chance I, I did recently hear from him. And she's kind of upset that Rory is now expressing a desire to go. And, you know, she wants to keep the peace and she'd like to go and hang with her dad. So they have a little bit of a back and forth about Lorelai sharing Rory with her stepmother. So Rory talks her around. She's like, you know, you've gotten me all these other years. It's okay that I go and, you know, hang. It's all right. So, but yeah, Lorelai's still tugging at her heart a little bit. Right. All the townsfolk are actually staying overnight at the end. That was just kind of a treat for them because Mm -hmm. the inn was all booked and then they couldn't come. Mm -hmm. So. They not only stayed for dinner, but stayed overnight. This is during the scene where mm-hmm. everybody's sort of getting tucked in. And Emily shows up and she says, I need another room yeah. because she's not happy she's with her still husband. still upset yeah. with him. And she goes for a walk mm-hmm. and Richard is sitting in the lobby. And he is 
a little upset. He says he needs to talk with her. Mm-hmm. He told her how it all happened, yeah. how it all came down. He had met with the CEOs mm-hmm. and told them they were unhappy. And he said, the next thing I heard was myself resigning. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a weight lifted. I was elated and happy. And she's just mad because he didn't tell he her. Didn't tell he, her. Hasn't, yeah. he didn't tell her whenever he was having issues until he blew up at her at the cotillion or whatever. Right. She just, why can't you just talk to me? So then he starts to get into, well, if we do this and do this with the finances, and she's like, you know what, let's just go to bed. She's like, I'm, she's just done. She's yeah. done with him thinking of her secondly right. and not as a partner and not as somebody who shares his life with him. Right. So she's a little, little irritated still. Yeah. In the morning, they just show kind of shots of everybody mm-hmm. leaving and had a good time and thank still you. Still all and snowy and out. Yeah, it's and, very snowy and mm-hmm. stars hollow right now. Yep. So they're at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, the the snowman that was being done by the Michelangelo guy that you said, <laughs> yeah, he gets knocked over. Oh, Lorelai wins by default. She wins. <laughs> so that was the end. So they wrapped it up that way. Episode eleven: Secrets and Loans. What are the secrets and what are the loans? Well, let's find out. So we open at the diner. Lorelai and Rory are sitting there. Rory's got her PSAT scores. Now Lorelai is sitting there talking to Luke, and she can't open the thing until Rory gets Rory there. Rory gets there. Yes, but then whenever she does get there, Rory's like, I don't know if I can open it. And she's like, yeah, it's just it's just one of the tests. You've got lots of things. You can retake it. It'll be great. Blah, blah, blah. She's trying to, like, prepare her for the fact that it might not be what might, she thinks yeah. it's Yeah, so then she whips it out, and she's like, I got a 760 in math and a 740 in verbal. And Lorelai's like, oh, thank God you're not an idiot. <laughs> Rory's biggest concern was, why did I score higher in math than I did in verbal? <laughs> verbal is my thing. Yeah. And Lorelai's like, dude, these are good scores. Like, these are, like really good scores why are you worried about something that silly or whatever yeah. and then they're gonna go out to celebrate and Lorelai invites Luke to go mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cute then the the next scene is Lorelai with coffee which I love oh yeah she's going out onto the front porch in her robe mm-hmm. with her coffee looking at the snow all around because she loves snow and all of a sudden her foot goes through the front porch yep kablooey through the front porch yep there is a problem. Kirk comes out and finds because termites. Because Kirk knows how to do everything, apparently. Yes, because, you know, if you need anything, that's that's what Kirk's character will then do. And he always has on the... The appropriate you know, insignia and everything. Yes. <laughs> so it's like he works for all these people yes. and starts out. But yeah, he finds termites. Yep. And she's like, so what, I have to tent? And he's like, yep. She's like, how much is that going to cost? And he says, $15,000. Not only tent, but yeah. they have to lift up the entire house because the, the termites have already eaten away at the joist so yep. yeah they're talking fifteen thousand dollars and she's like i don't have that kind of money Mm-mm. you're left with again what the heck is she gonna do and then we uh we bounce to, to chilton <laughs> and paris and madeline and louise are all sitting together at the end of a table and rory's at the other end way at the other end and, she and can paris hear the is, conversation oh, going on paris is so funny she's like well got my psat scores today i didn't know if i'd give them today but i did and i didn't know how i do but I was I was surprised. I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. And she's just like <laughs> talking and talking and talking. And they were looking at her like, dude, we know that you just want us to ask what your scores what are. Your scores were. She just kept going and going. And and she's like, so did you get your scores back? And Madeline's like, yeah. And she, well, what'd you get? And Madeline tells her, oh, decent. And Madeline's like, yeah, I was okay. And then she asks Louise, and it continues, and neither one of them. And Rory's sitting the, at the other end. So she said, I'll ask you, Paris, yeah. what'd you get? Yeah. <laughs> and interestingly enough, Paris got 10 below 
both of Rory's scores. Right. Rory's like, 750 math and 730 seven, verbal. And Rory's like, those are excellent scores. Congratulations. And she's like, thank you. I was happy with them. How did you do? Or did you get your scores? Yes, I did get my scores. And how were they? You know, she's really, really like wanting to know. And Rory's like, I'm, I am I can't complain. So then she's just freaking out because right. she wants to know what those scores right. are. And Rory has <laughs> nope. no intention of Heck telling no, her. no, there's no way. Paris's head would explode. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to tell no. her. And then in the, another great scene, in the middle of the night, Lorelai comes into Rory's room in the middle of the night. And she says what's the matter you know whatever and Lorelai says I can hear the chewing (laughs) she's like what the termites I can hear them they're everywhere or whatever we have to go to Suki's to sleep (laughs) and Rory's like go back to bed we're fine and then the next cut they cut to the next scene and they're walking up the street to Suki's in the snow yep and she's making smoothies or shakes ice cream yeah milkshakes she's in the making, middle of the night yeah like, she's like suki it's midnight she's like just the milkshakes then because she was talking about all the stuff that she was gonna make and yeah let's just do the milkshakes that's fine you know and all of a sudden there's a rumble from the closet yeah they're like what was that she's like oh that's my shoes so laura like goes <laughs> jackson how you doing yeah, he's like, <laughs> and he's in there fine. <laughs> so they're like why did you hide jackson well She's an impressionable teen. I didn't want her to know that he was here or whatever. And so then she forgets like, that Lorelai is her mother. <laughs> yeah. So then they're trying to get Jackson to come out, and he's like, "No, that's okay." And Suki finally explains that the reason he doesn't want to come out is that he's wearing matching pajamas. And they're like, "Okay, we have our pajamas on." And they're like, no "Yeah, we, we have pajamas." And she's like, "Yeah, well, his cousin works for a screen printer." And he screen printed pictures of Jackson from high school wrestling in his wrestling uniform all over them, and they're like. Oh, we've got to see these. Get out of here. <laughs> and then Rory shows up at Mrs. Kim's house and she won't let her in because of the termites. So she's got the broom out on the front porch and she's like, I have wood in here. You can't come in here. You're, you have termites in your yeah. house. You, out, out. You're a carrier. <laughs> and then she gets out the hose and she's like spraying it at Rory and yes. Rory takes off. She's like, tell Lane to call me. Yeah. Rory gets a phone call, but it's not Lane. No, it's not Lane. It's Madeline. She's like, oh, uh, I'm doing an article about how Chilton's PSAT scores compare to other big schools. And I realized I don't have your PSAT scores. And <laughs> Rory's like, put Paris on. Well, Paris isn't here. I'm I'm doing this article. Put Paris on. And so she hands her the phone and she's like, pathetic. And no. She gets on the phone then. Just tell me your scores. No. Rory's <laughs> like, again, you're pathetic. No. <laughs> you're pathetic. Click. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Lorelai still can't figure out what to do about the termites. Mm-hmm. She... Rory suggests that she goes to the Gilmores, and of course, she shoots that right down. And then Rory breaches protocol. Yeah. She, she breaches mother-daughter, uh, Lorelai 1, Lorelai 2 protocol, and she brings it up at dinner, and her mother is hacked at her. For and, mentioning it without her permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for letting them know that she had a problem that she couldn't deal with. And Richard wasn't there, was he? Because mm, Emily... Not for that part, no. Emily's like, mm-hmm. well, get the checkbook. And she's like, no, I don't want you to do it. I don't want... No, 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 no. I don't want your money. I'll figure it out. So they leave mm-hmm. with her mad at Rory. Oh, yes. She doesn't. Well, she doesn't say anything all the way home until Rory, you know, pokes the bear once they get home. And then she lets her have it. And she really lets her have it. But, I mean, it was she was very hurt that Rory wouldn't respect her, her wishes in this one. And, you know, the fact that she had to bring up all that stuff. You know, who do you think's been taking care of you? It wasn't them. It was me. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet you want to go run into them. Rory tells Dean about it later, how yeah. they're having a little tiff. Mm. How her mom's not too happy with her. And, and he tactfully says, hmm, 
You've been known to dig your heels in too there, darling. Yeah. Yeah, He says it very nicely, but he lets her know that she's very much like her mother Mm -hmm. in this area. So Mm -hmm. that makes her think about it a little bit. Uh But then when he walks away, there's a group of cheerleaders sitting over Rory's shoulder. Mm -hmm. One of of the cheerleaders catches her eye and turns around and it's... Lane! (laughs) It's Lane dressed up as a cheerleader. And all of a sudden you see both of them kind of quickly look away from each other like, like something's wrong oh couldn't figure out why mm-hmm. all of a sudden they were they were uncomfortable and i couldn't figure out why she was in a cheerleading uniform either lorelei continues to call around town to the banks and try to get a loan and continues to get shot down she can't even get a meeting no she's like well i'll call you tomorrow and <laughs> yeah and emily finally calls her and says i got a meeting for you at my bank mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to go she talks her into going I think she says no, and then after Luke offers her the money and she doesn't want to take it from Luke, that's when she decides that she'll right. go to the Luke meeting. Luke goes under the house, mm-hmm. and he says, I'm pretty sure I can get some guys and we can fix this. And and I know a guy that you can you can pay in installments. She's like, so he'll just come and do all this stuff, and I can pay him in, in installments. How's that going to work? And he's like, well, I would pay him, and then you could pay me back, and... She didn't want to have that hanging She's over like, uh, yeah. that relationship. It's you, isn't it? And Rory and Lane do meet on the street yes. and say they need to talk. And it was the cheerleader thing that was mm-hmm. bothering them. Yes. Rory says, all of a sudden, you're peppy. <laughs> <laughs> and Lane's like, I don't have to explain this or justify it to you. She's like, you're never here. You're off with Dean. You're off at Chilton. And I'm allowed to do stuff that she I want to do. She wanted to try something yeah. new. Rory says, She's going to support her, and mm-hmm. but she's still kind of baffled little, as to why yeah. Lane would want to be a cheerleader. And then we go to the bank meeting, and Lorelai right. shows up, and she thinks that her mother's just gotten her meeting. Well, she gets there, and who's sitting in the lobby? Emily Gilmore sitting oh, yeah. right there. At first, she's like, yeah, I'm not going in. And Emily's like, she actually walks out, and they're like walking through the parking lot, arguing over it. Okay, what's the catch, Mom? You know, why are you doing Hi, this? And she's like, I just wanted to help my daughter. So she gets her to talks her into going back in. And having the meeting, and Lorelai says, treat me like any other person off the street. And he's like, yeah, there's nothing we can do if you want me to do it that way. <laughs> right. We can he only... looks at her stuff and says, you don't have any collateral. Yeah. You don't have this. Yeah. The only way you can do it is if you have somebody co-sign the loan. And Lorelai's like, mm, you knew about this, didn't you, Mom? You told me I couldn't say anything yeah. in the meeting. So, so then she's being smug. Oh, yes. She does smug. Kelly Bishop does smug so well. Oh, oh she does smug Great really scene well. with mm-hmm. the two of them together, too. Yeah. And the guy was Larry from Three's Company. Do you remember Larry from Three's Company? Vaguely. I've only seen a couple of episodes of that. It wasn't really Oh, that was like appropriate whenever I was younger. <laughs> I don't think it was appropriate for me either <laughs> when I was younger, but oh my gosh, I I've think seen I've a seen every episode. Yeah, but. I've seen a Yeah, so eventually Lorelai realizes that the only way she's gonna be able to keep that house over Lorelai over Rory's head is she's like, Mom, would you be willing? And Kelly's like, it would be my pleasure. So, <laughs> so it's all done. And, and so as they're leaving, you know, Lorelai's still asking, so what's the new arrangement going to be? And right. She's what like, am I going to have to pay you now? Because no. last time it was Friday night dinner. Yeah, so. She's like, I just wanted to do something nice for my daughter. And so she leaves in a, you know, very big huff because Lorelai still doesn't believe that she just wants to do it to be nice. Right. But then Lorelai feels badly. Lane shows up with the cheerleaders at the pep rally. Well, and Lorelai and Rory sh- finally share coffee and say they officially declare their argument over good they're back to to being normal and so then we watch those cheerleaders and you know lane's up front and she's you know bouncing and jumping and she's like center yeah she's center ice basically (laughs) like one of the cheerleaders she's like the middle and the top of the pyramid Uh and (laughs) 
and yeah, she gets tossed and does all kinds of stuff. And but afterward, they talk, and Rory's like, "I did you have anything to do with the music selection? Because it wasn't typical cheerleader music. It was right. much more Lane inspired." She's like, "Yeah, I'm changing them one song at a time, or whatever." Right. And so Rory's like, "Okay, she's still Lane. She's yeah. still in there. She just is bouncier she's now. Trying to put her own <laughs> yes. stamp on it." Mm. Friday night dinner. Another Friday night. Gotta dinner. end with Friday night dinner. You gotta love a show that has mm. more than one Friday night dinner in it. <laughs> and they're again eating in silence, and Lorelai's trying to jumpstart the conversation. You know, hey, they they started working on the house, and oh, the best line was, "Hey, I've taken him coffee like ten times, and I haven't seen one butt crack yet." <laughs> Emily, nothing, no yeah, reaction, nothing. She, she gets up and she's like, "I'm gonna go get more bread." And Lorelai looks at Rory. She's like. I think I should go with her. And Rory's like, I think that would be a good idea. So she goes out to the kitchen and she says, Mom, I just want to apologize for not believing in you. She says, I'm really, really grateful for the money. And she's like, oh, well, that almost sounded sincere. And she's like, yeah, I should have left out one of the reallys. That tipped it. <laughs> <laughs> that tipped it, yeah. So, And then as Emily leaves, she's like, I, I accept your apology. And so then they're all smiling. As she walks away, she delivers the line at the very end of the show. By the way, I'm having my DAR meeting at the Independence Inn from now on. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. <laughs> so then there Lorelai's it is. like, she's good. She's good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, that was, it was a good ending. Uh-huh. Episode 12, Richard in Stars Hollow. Oh, my word. I got to say, this this episode was kind of annoying to me. Yeah, it, it was irritating. It was not the best episode, I don't think. Uh-uh. It's just... Richard is retired, mm-hmm. okay, and Emily now has him around the house all the time. Which I've heard from women is, you know, trying for those first few months until everybody gets settled in. Not just for the upper crust, but for us poor folk, too. Right. <laughs> us normal folk. Right. I've heard people talk about how he doesn't have anything to do, so he's messing with my stuff, and he's right. fixing things that don't need fixing. And <laughs> So Emily's yeah. getting a little mm-hmm. perturbed, but they start out. Friday night dinner. Come in and then we can talk. And they're like, okay, talk. And she's like, Lorelai, are you dating? She's like, not really. Not. What are you talking about? We visited the family mausoleum today. We've discovered that we don't have enough plots if you ever get married. And we're trying to there figure out. There was like out, an annex. Yeah. They're so, trying to decide who to put in the annex. And they're like, who are we going to move to the annex so that you, if you ever get married, you can be buried with us? She's <laughs> asking her all these weird questions about, are you dating anyone? <laughs> And she's like, well, what was it, Aunt Cecile or something? She's like, you know, she was always the worst or whatever. And Emily's like, well, we we just can't pick somebody like that or whatever. And so then later Richard comes in and they ask him. They tell him what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Aunt Cecile. And she's like, thanks, <laughs> I <vote> Dad. Cecile. <laughs> was, thanks, Dad. I'm with you. <laughs> and Lorelai tries to encourage her, yeah. Emily, in the mm-hmm. fact that they just need to find a new rhythm. Right. They need to, mm-hmm. you know, figure out what the new normal is. Yeah. And Richard is just very there. Well, he's he's observing everything and. Not just observing, but not keeping any observations to himself. Where are you going today? Well, I'm going to do this. I'll go with you. Well, but then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to go do this, and this, and this. She's I'll got go her... with you. And then she's like, well, then I'm going to go do my hair. You don't want to come with me to do my hair. No, I really don't. Your hair looks fine. She goes, of course my hair looks fine. It's because I get it done every Wednesday. <laughs> Why don't you go to the club? And he's like, the club on a Wednesday? <laughs> it was a new thought to him because he's been working yeah, all these years. He could years, not imagine so... doing that. So, so he decides he's going to do yeah. that. Why are they at the Vidier store? Rory went in to get something, and Kirk's working there, and Lorelai lost her card, and Kirk's messing with her. And He's like, that was a permanent card. You can't lose your video card. Your permanent card. She's like, you can make me a new one. And he's like, was it regular or laminated? She's like, it was laminated. 
That's a permanent card. Like, he's flipping out over. Then Rory sees some little kids looking mm -hmm. at videos that probably aren't appropriate for little kids to look at. Yeah, just the covers are a little more risque. And than, she just you mentions know. it to Kirk. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, you might want to put those on an upper shelf. Yeah, put them up a little That's higher. It. That's it. Not yeah. a big deal. So he's like, oh, thanks. You mm -hmm. know? And that was it. That was the mm -hmm. end of it. And then Emily finally reaches her boiling point with mm -hmm. Richard and calls Lorelai and says... You need to take your dad for tomorrow. Yeah, for he's the gonna, day tomorrow. He's going to try to join my water aerobics class. You've got to take him. <laughs> <laughs> and she just says, you owe me. I just need one day of peace. Yes. And I'll do anything to get one day mm -hmm. of peace. And so Lorelai is trying to get Rory to stay home from school. To entertain to, him. To help entertain Grandpa. And she's like, I'm going to school, Mom. So Richard comes to hang out with Lorelai. And man, is she uncomfortable. And they go to Luke's. And she orders breakfast, and of course, it's nothing that he thinks she should be eating. You know, what about the grapefruit? And she's like, I don't, I don't like grapefruit. Gra she's like, I don't like grapefruit. And he's like, I start every morning with a half a grapefruit. It really is a terrific fruit. And so she goes over to Luke. She's like, I need half a grapefruit. And he goes, I don't serve grapefruit. I've never had grapefruit like, here. I might be able to go next door to Taylor's and see if they've got some. And she's like, thank you. You know, so she's just. She sits back down at the table that her and Richard are at and you see Luke going in yeah. back over, over to Dulcie's <laughs> over Market. To market. Yep. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so Paris is freaking out because they want she wants to win an award for the paper. Uh -huh. So she somehow decides that small towns uh -huh. have a seedy underbelly yeah. that needs to be examined. They're and what better small town to examine than Stars Hollow because Rory lives in one. Right. So, Rory's know. like, we don't even have a meter maid. <laughs> we don't have a seedy underbelly. <laughs> Anything, you know? And so, she's like, I will share the byline with you if you can help me dig out the seedy underbelly. So Lorelai's at work. And you know, we jump to Independence Inn and they, right. they haven't had a towel delivery. And so she's dealing with all these customers or all these clients that are there at, you know, people that are staying there and they don't have towels. So they get out of the shower, there's no towels. And so she's dealing with it. And then Richard stops. And Rory and Paris are actually walking around town and Paris is going, so. Where's the bad part of town? Bad. Then they go into the diner. She goes, oh, diners are hotbed for drug activity or something like that. And so, so she they sits go down at the, the diner and she sits at the counter. Yes, and she's grilling Luke. <laughs> and she's just sitting at the counter. I'm going to try to blend in. <laughs> There's like four people in there. <laughs> and then she starts in at Luke about having a cat house upstairs. Because <laughs> she sees Jess come down. Is that where you keep the girls? You know? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was great. Yeah. And then, and then there's like, a guy that's yeah. sitting like across and he's she's like, what's his story? Reverend? <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's the, the reverend. reverend. Oh my. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so she's trying to dig out some smut from yeah. Stars Hollow and she's just not having she's, any she's luck. She's batting zero here. Oh it's my happening. word, it is so <laughs> funny though. Then they cut back to Lorelai and Richard. He's kind of observing her at her job. Uh -huh. And she gets a phone call from Manny. Yeah, somebody I think from, his name her, was. Yeah, from her linen guy. Yeah, and mm -hmm. she's kind of talking flirty with him, like trying yeah. to get him to deliver some linens because she's in a bind. Yeah, she's like, come on, stud, help me out or whatever. Yeah. And she's, you know, saying what she needs to say to get a delivery she's that like day. she's giving away champagne to all the yes. people that don't have towels. So yes. she needs to get these towels uh -huh. there. And Richard overhears this, mm -hmm. and he takes her aside. Yeah, he thank says, goodness. Yeah, he says, "Was that a business call?" And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You never talk to a business associate like oh, that." Oh, he was he was not yeah. even nice about no, it. No, and he, she's like, "I've known Manny for ten years." She's like, "He's like, I don't care how long you've known him. You just you never ever say that. You that you know that is not how you should be portrayed. You should you were flirting with him. That's not business like." And he just steps right in her business. Michelle's in the background oh, just snickering. cracking up. Yeah. Going, and so she, you can tell she is like swallowing she's, 
all of it. Yeah. And through saying, the whole episode, mm-hmm. just kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dad. Thank you. Like you know, yeah, she is. Like she doesn't let him have it. She just yep. grits her teeth and okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Then we cut back to Paris and Rory on the street. And Taylor sticks his head out of the video <laughs> store. Because apparently Taylor runs the video store, too. He runs everything. Yeah. So, so he, he sticks ahead. his head out, mm-hmm. and he says, oh, there's the citizen of the month. Yeah. And he's talking hero. about Rory. And yeah. Rory's like, what are you talking about? So then he brings them into the video store, and there's, like, no videos. Like, there's, like, two videos. She's like, where are all the videos? And he's like, well, because of what you noticed with those small boys. And he's all excited oh, yeah. saying, we started looking at all of the videos and we have deemed all of these inappropriate. And so we put them behind this curtain. This huge red curtain. Yeah. Like most of the stores behind the red curtain now. She said something about like Bambi and Snow White were the only ones that made it, I think. Paris's whole face lights up <laughs> mm-hmm. and she goes, censorship in a small town. We're going to win. <laughs> yeah. And, Paris and Rory's like, oh, this is not what I wanted. Oh, no, my goodness. She's like, I don't believe in censorship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now she's in a big mess. Yep. Oh, so then we jump back to Lorelai bringing Richard home. Yes, and finally Rory is there, and Lorelai grabs a hold of her and hugs her and, and won't hugs let the go. Stuffing out of her, yes. <laughs> Lorelai is holding it in every time he's made a suggestion. He sees the Harvard stuff in her room, in her room, mm-hmm. and goes to Lorelai and starts talking about getting Rory a meeting at Yale. And she's like, why would we do that? She wants to go to Harvard. You kind of get the sense, though, during that scene, which I don't think I've gotten the sense before, that Lorelai is maybe steering her away from Yale. I think she was just irritated with Richard, and maybe it came off as steering her away from anything that had to do with him, and he went to Yale Mm -hmm. uh, more so. He he complains about all the Chinese food they're ordering. Then we come to the big scene, the the one where I would have sent him away and I kicked him in the shins. It would have been bad. I'd have been like, you know what, Dad? You're cut off. Go away. (laughs) Dean Dean shows up because he's been making a car for Rory. It's actually the car where he first told her that he loved her when they were sitting in the the junkyard. So he shows up with the car and turns the keys over to her and she's all excited. She wants to go for a ride. And Lorelai's excited because she's known about it the whole time. She trusts Dean. She knows that he's worked with this. She knows he will cares about her and he's going to keep her safe. Richard throws a fit. Oh, I'm not going to let her be in something that a teen made. Lorelai's like, you don't really have a say here. He basically puts his foot down and says, nope, until I get this checked out, she's not getting in that car. So they take it to Gypsy. And she checks it over and over and over again. Finally, she's like, I found something wrong. And like, oh, these windshield wipers snapped right off of my hand. And Dean's like, you pulled those off yourself, Gypsy. Go put those back on the car. She's like, I'm tired and I miss my family. <laughs> she wants to go home. <laughs> she had pulled them off just so yep. that she could find something <laughs> wrong with the car. So there's nothing wrong with the car. No. And, and Dean and Richard, while she's checking it over and over again, are having a conversation. And he's like, listen, I know you don't think I'm good enough for Rory. And he's like, and I know that you think I should know what I want to do with my life yet. And I really don't yet. He's like, but I do know this. I love your granddaughter a lot. I will keep her safe. I'm not going to let anything happen to her. And I'm really, really proud of her. It was actually a good time for them to sort of clear the air. Yeah. Lorelai is getting angry once Richard comes back. Mm -hmm. And she sends Rory kind of off to go get the Chinese food. Mm -hmm. And she loses it. Yep. With him. She's finally had it. You, You don't get to come to my house when you're a guest. And then decide what my kid can or cannot do. Rory is not yours. She is mine. And Richard, like, jumps in and says, I've never been invited to your house. Which is a lie. Trisha, right away, we're typing back and forth. And she goes, that's not true. He came for a birthday party. That's right. They invited, Rory invited them. 
and Lorelai approved the invitation whenever she, like the first episode, whenever she was 16 or whatever. They have been there. They had been invited before. So she lets him have it. So yeah, he's he's giving it to her right back. Yeah, though, so. yeah but I'm an annoyance to my wife and that's why I got sent here. He's like, you think I don't know that your mother called you and said, get him out of my hair? I was so irritated by this whole woe is me yeah, stuff. Yeah, this episode it wasn't yeah. my favorite. No. So. But then Rory is going downtown and she sees her Citizen of the Month picture hanging up at the video store. <laughs> And just he comes by and he starts teasing her about being citizen of the month. Well, he's and like, she's like, I didn't want to be the poster child for censorship. He's <laughs> like, at least it's a really nice picture. But he's trying to get paybacks for her. Yeah. And she's like, what did you do? What happened? Mm -hmm. And he kind of glances at her and winks and says, well, let's just say that somebody who rents Dumbo is going to get a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> so, so he's done some tape switching. Then it's kind of nice the way it ends because Richard goes back home and Emily's actually had her respite. So she's happy to see him. She's excited to talk about their day. Like normal. Yeah, like, because yeah. usually they're apart mm -hmm. and they get to talk about their day at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. she's And he's like, you know, I think I'm going to go and organize all those stamps that I've been sitting on for all these years. I, can, I mean, I can see the difficulty in his retirement, but the thing that bothered me was the fact that they made him feel like he was in the way the whole time and then you know that he was so suggesting things all the time as far as things that they were doing wrong yeah it was he was so unhappy in a, in himself it was like he was when it, going out of his way to make everybody else do things to his specifications because he's used to being the boss at work he, when he was a vice president right so he's used to like leading things and making people do stuff and unfortunately most of your business um relationships and the things you do in those do not translate well when you come home. Well, and Lorelai already has a rocky relationship oh, yeah. with her parents. So mm -hmm. for him to come, like she said, into her home mm -hmm. and start and correcting her. her and telling her what what she can do and can't what decisions, do. decisions yeah. she should make for Rory, you uh -huh. know, it just did not yeah. go well. Mm -mm. I have a feeling that they will find common ground. Someday, maybe. We'll see. But yeah, Paris was the... Uh, the funny part of this one was her trying to find the uh, CD underbelly. <laughs> and that's it for Sink Our Rockers this week. Yay. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Next time on episode 17, we'll continue with season two of Gilmore Girls, episodes 13, 14, and 15. If you've never seen it and you'd like to join us, queue it up on Netflix and join in our discussion. Please visit our Meet Me on the Front Porch Patreon page. And our Amazon link, both which help with the monthly cost of our podcast and are on our website, meetmeonthefrontporch.com. If you do a lot of purchasing on Amazon and use that link, we get a kickback on those purchases and it doesn't cost you a thing. So until next time, smile at those who frown. Talk lots, but listen more. And next time we'll see you on, on the, the front, front porch. porch. He just came down the I stairs know. in a mustache. Evan <laughs> a video I'm gonna shoot <laughs> so I'm trying not to well, react I'm, like... I'm watching your eyeballs go every which way while I'm talking I'm thinking what's happening behind me <laughs> there's your outtake <laughs> yeah I needed one this time so yeah. that's good oh uh, anyway okay where were we right here start there great that ending. was a great ending sorry that was a great ending. <laughs> I haven't done that the whole time Yeah, so, so she decides that the the smelly underbelly of the, the small town. Underbelly. Yes, seedy underbelly, not smelly underbelly. It rhymed. <laughs>
show me your smelly underbelly. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's going to take me a while to get over that one. <laughs> Somebody who runs Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> runs what? I don't even recognize Jumbo. that Dumbo. Oh, is going to get a surprise. That's right. <laughs> he goes, 